We're back here with another episode of Fantasyland, the fantasy football podcast where we talk about all the things the experts won't. I'm Michael Fimafredo with Coast to Coast Sports, and I'm starting to think that I take this fantasy football stuff a little too seriously, you know. Uh, in recent years, you know, I'm always scouring that waiver wire every single day, honestly. Uh, I'm trying to win my leagues, you know, bragging rights, but now I guess because I have a podcast, I need to actually prove myself and win my league so this year I'm going a little all out I guess with uh, making my own rankings for each position and we'll start off with quarterbacks on today's show and in the next couple weeks we'll go through each position running back wide receiver tight end maybe we'll do defenses I'll probably do a defense episode because that's a very important position to have I, I believe but one thing that I noticed when I did that mock draft two weeks ago is the one thing that really stood out to me is where these quarterbacks are going. You know, I, I've been preaching the running back, running back, running back, running back all season long. And when I went into that mock draft, I really didn't think about quarterback or tight end until probably the, I think the past, like te, past the 10th round. And I ended up with Matt Stafford, who I really like, but Will he have to go higher in a normal league rather than a simulated one? Probably. But in terms of that, I felt a lot of guys were being overvalued. I spoke about Aaron Rodgers last week's show. But I felt some of the other guys, too, were a little overvalued. And then there were some other guys where I wouldn't mind drafting them right where they were because I think they're going to have a stellar year. So what I did was I did something a little different from the way I ranked my quarterbacks this year, and I'll do this for every position, but I did quarterback categories. Now, what you're probably asking, isn't that just a tier list? No, but so it sort of is, but not really. I When I go to, through my quarterback categories, I think it's how these players should be drafted, not where I think they're going to finish, and you should draft them in that order. Because we all know it's very hard to predict what's going to happen in the NFL season. There are some guys where, you know, they get injured and that's your third round pick at a quarterback position. And you're kind of screwed for a few weeks or maybe even the season if he comes back. What this means, say say you got a category one guy. I think they're taken a little earlier on. These guys are going to be the best of the best. Where the category two guys, I'd say you can really wait on it. I'm not going to preach the fact that if the fourth guy off the list which is the bottom of my category one goes off the board the next pick should be the start of category two but and it's also different from tiers because you're drafting the players at their floors rather than at their ceilings for example and there's a little bit of a spoiler alert but Aaron Rodgers I have him as my quarterback 12 and I have him my category three behind guys like Baker Mayfield, Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz, just because of the uncertainty that surrounds Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers right now. Right now, he'd be drafted in most of my leagues, I play 10-man leagues, as the quarterback 12, so a QB2 basically coming off the bench, and I think that's fair because I'm not going to take him over a guy like Ryan Tannehill, who I know is going to be on the field week one, and getting me points rather than have Aaron Rodgers as my number one guy and have him really sit out 
for the entire year, and then I have no quarterback. But anyway, let's get into it really quick. Uh, I ranked 38 quarterbacks, which is a little excessive. They're in seven categories, but I really only put numbers next to the first five categories. And coincidentally, uh, there's 24 guys on this list. So if you're in a 12-man, two-quarterback league, these will probably be the starting guys that are drafted. In a 10-man, you're probably getting about 15 of these guys go off the board where I think all of them have potential to start. But realistically, I'm looking at the top 15 or 16 guys to really be drafted. And then when we get into the later categories, I'll explain why I still ranked these other guys. So, and this is now going to be the first ever Fantasyland official draft rankings and we're starting off with the quarterback position and category one is the elites now there's four guys i really see fitting in this elite tier and obviously patrick mahomes is number one josh allen i have at number two dak prescott at three and russell wilson at four these are guys you're drafting pretty early on in your drafts i think mahomes is just that much better and that much more of an investment that you got to take him in rounds two or three. Josh Allen probably starts off in the fourth or fifth round, and then the other guy is five or six. Uh, this kind of investment, you're really not looking at another quarterback later on in the draft. These are your guys that you're taking, you're riding with all year, uh, and you don't need anyone else pretty much. And I know I'm going to take a lot of heat from my number three guy on my rankings, Dak Prescott, because as of right now, I don't see him going that high in most rankings. So, yeah, I have him higher than most, but why is that? Last year, I kind of did the same thing. You know, I went into my draft. I had the first pick, and I took Dak Prescott at the start of the fifth round because I was very confident in him and what he could do in this offense with Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Zeke Elliott. And it kind of paid off. You know, he did get injured. he But up to that point, he was a top three guy. Had a good chance to finish at number one. And even though the team wasn't doing well, he was putting up numbers. And that's what matters in fantasy football. The man was on pace for 6,000 yards, for crying out loud. And that's not an error on me. He was really on pace to throw for 6,000 yards. Will he slow down with this injury that had him sit out for half the year? I don't know, but what I do know is watching Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy's offense last season, I felt that he has the chance to be a star, definitely a guy I would want to have on my team again this season. He's getting really undervalued right now, and I noticed that in the mock draft, he was probably, I believe he was the quarterback six or five or six, somewhere around there, around guys like Kyler Murray. Russell Wilson probably went before him. Lamar Jackson went before him. But I think he's going to be a steal if you can get him in that range, which is why I have him at my quarterback three. Moving on to my next category, though. This is where things start to get a little bit dicey, and this is where you'll see a lot of different strategies come in. This is where guys fall victim to the QB run and end up drafting one of these guys where they might not have to. But these are my trustworthy starters, and these are guys I have no problem with starting in any of my leagues. And these are seven players, so now we're up to 11. And this is when you've really built your baseline up, 
you know, you got your two running backs, your two receivers, maybe a tight end or a flex. Maybe you started to fill out your bench already. And now you just need a quarterback. And all these guys are players that I feel have the chance with a great year can end up with the tier, the category one guys, or at least in like the top seven starters. So in the rankings, I got Kyler Murray starting it out at five, Lamar Jackson, Matt Stafford, Justin Herbert at eight, Carson Wentz at nine, Tannehill at 10, and Baker Mayfield rounding it out at quarterback 11. And one guy I wanted to focus on in this category is Lamar Jackson because I've seen him get drafted anywhere from the category one guys to even as low as where some people might see him as a potential backup this season after what he did last year. He was a bit of a disappointment. You know, a lot of guys saw what he did in 2019 and took him as either the QB1 or QB2. He finished a quarterback 10. Now, did that have something to do with just how great he was last year and he couldn't even put up those numbers again? I don't think so because he probably would have finished in the top half again. But the Ravens' defense was just very good last year, and I felt like they kind of carried the team to most wins. And Lamar Jackson didn't really have to do much. This year, though, I feel like they put an emphasis on bolstering the offense, especially for going up against the big dogs like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. They beefed up the offensive line with Kevin Zietler and Alejandro Villanueva in the offseason. They also drafted Rashad Bateman, who right now he's listed as their slot guy, probably the wide receiver three. Uh, But he's got the potential really to be the wide receiver one in this offense. And speaking of the top guy at the position, J.K. Dobbins, the second-year guy out of Ohio State, is going to take a huge leap as the starting running back. No real contest besides maybe Gus Edwards taking some carries. But I'm expecting big things for Lamar Jackson this season. I think last year was kind of a dud, but it's not going to be a trend. I feel like he can easily... Remember, he's one year removed from finishing as the quarterback one. And... I think while he might not hit that number, but I can at least see him being a top three, maybe top five guy in a good situation. But for most of these guys, you know, Carson Wentz, I might have a little high. Tannehill and Baker Mayfield, I don't know how confident you are with them starting. But there's still a few names that are being drafted early on as starters where I don't think they should be. But if you might want to build up insurance and take two quarterbacks very early, like close to each other. I think you look for one of these category three guys, which are, I called them worth the risk guys. And these are three players who honestly, I don't know what's going to happen with them. They're the biggest boomer bust I've seen in fantasy football in a while at the quarterback position. I have Aaron Rodgers at 12. Like I said, Jalen hurts at 13 and Deshaun Watson at 14. Now, for Rodgers and Watson, I think these guys are potentially Category 1 or maybe even Category 2 guys in a normal year, but nobody knows what's going on with the offseason. Nobody knows what's going on in the organization, if these guys are going to play, if they're going to sit out. But Jordan Love and Tyrod Taylor are there in Green Bay and Houston, respectively. I think... These guys are the much better option. I think they'll play, 
unless something crazy happens. But right now, I'm not drafting them over a guy that I know is going to be on the field week one. Could you draft, say, Carson Wentz or Ryan Tannehill and then three rounds later scoop up Aaron Rodgers if he's there? Yeah, because then you got two guys. We don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers right now. We might not know until game one of the season. So you you have him as insurance, and then hopefully he pops off, and you have you now have a great quarterback that you could either trade or start, and then get rid of the other guy. Uh, I could also see a scenario where Aaron Rodgers gets taken as say the quarterback five or six, and with that I'd be extremely happy because now I got a chance to maybe draft. Lamar Jackson, say, or Justin Herbert or Matt Stafford a lot later than I want to because a lot later than I was expecting to just because someone took a guy that I'm not very high on and is far down in my rankings. But a player I wanted to focus on here is the other guy that I have in the category besides the two guys who might not even set foot on the field is Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts is the definition of boomer bust this year. He's got the potential to have a Lamar Jackson type year two years ago where he's the number one guy. The team has a phenomenal year. You know, playing in the NFC East, you're not facing great teams, and it could be you get Dallas twice a year, which could be a shootout. New York's always a fun game against the Eagles, and then Washington as well. But I could also see a scenario, and this is probably the worst-case scenario, but he could finish as a backup in real life, let alone fantasy football. When I was doing the mock draft, I ended up taking Matt Stafford over Jalen Hurts. And I really enjoyed, I really liked that pick. Just because I'm probably higher on Matt Stafford than most people. But just, I don't, I'm not as confident in what Jalen Hurts is going to do this season. He played really well in his four or five games last season, but. This is a new year. Teams have had a, a year to prepare for Jalen Hurts. I still don't think that offense is where it needs to be in Philadelphia. And I think he's just a huge risk. But know this. I'd tell you to stay away from Jalen Hurts, but someone in your league is going to be extremely high on him, wants him as their QB1. Could be the Eagles fan. Could just be another guy that, looks at fantasy football and has a different opinion than me. It could honestly be you and you're probably muting your podcast right now so, until I shut up about Jalen Hurts. But I think this guy's going to either be the league champ or he could be doing a last place punishment. And that's just that's just how fantasy football is with most people. But for this season, Jalen Hurts exceeds that. If you're in a position, though, and this could be another possibility where quarterbacks are just flying off the board in your draft. I know a guy in my league likes to take two, I'd say they'd probably be, in my system, two Category 2 guys in back-to-back rounds just because now he has the option to start either one on a better matchup. And it also takes away a player from another guy that's potentially looking for a starter. So if you're in a situation where Aaron Rodgers happens to be your quarterback one or Jalen Hurts even happens to be your quarterback one, which it might, I think you're looking at a category four guy. 
And these are guys I have as low-end starts or high-end backups. And these four guys now, we're starting to hit that quarterback 15 threshold, you know, where all these people have their starters. This is where players are looking for, you know, a backup. And sometimes some of these guys might not even get drafted. I see two guys on this list where they're either going in round 14 or they're not going anywhere. So on this list, I have Matt Ryan at 15, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, and Derek Carr rounding it out at 18. And Joe Burrow and Derek Carr, you're not going to start them week one. We know that. You might even just draft them just because, and then by week two, they're already on the waiver wire. But Matt Ryan and Tom Brady are a very similar situation here. I have them at 15 and 16, respectively. These were guys where I wanted to put them in that category three, but I don't think they're going to put up high enough numbers where the benefits of drafting them is going to be worth the risk. If that makes any sense, I believe it does. But think about it. You know, Tom Brady, he's a year older now. He's getting up there in age. He had a great season last year, but he was only the quarterback nine. Matt Ryan finished as quarterback 12, but now he loses his probably best weapon ever in Julio Jones. So what what are you going to do with them? Are you going to really trust them as a starter each week? I'd rather have them on my team as a bench guy where I could throw them in if someone gets hurt or on a bye week. Maybe they have a better matchup. Maybe your starter is going up against like uh, the Rams defense one week. And Tom Brady's playing Jacksonville. I'm starting Tom Brady nine times out of ten in that situation unless I have Patrick Mahomes. So, these are guys that quarterback category two, you might look to take a guy here. Category three, if you don't have a category two guy, you're taking some Matt Ryan or Tom Brady. Maybe even Joe Burrow and Derek Carr. Just another guy I think so. Just a good guy to have if he has a good year. If not, you're dropping him in week two. And I'm not really confident starting these guys, but I really think they should be drafted at this floor. I've seen in the mock draft, Tom Brady went as, I think he's being ranked at like the quarterback eight right now, which is absurd in my opinion. But you got to draft these guys at their floor. There's no ifs, ands, or buts around it. You're not looking, you're not taking this guy as the quarterback eight when he finishes at the quarterback ten. Kind of thing. And just the last category I actually did a ranking for. I have six guys in my draft and stash category, which is number five. These are really for deeper leagues or keeper leagues only. Maybe two quarterback ones. Super flex. And there are two ways I see these guys getting drafted. One is, like I said, if you're in that deeper league or something similar like a super flex or two quarterbacks. And then the second way is, I don't know if Justin if Justin Herbert was getting drafted in leagues last year, but if he was, that this would be his category. You know, you take him as a flyer in the 14th round, he ends up panning out, and you lucked out. But there could also have been a situation where he busts. So in this category, I'm really looking. I'm not looking to take any of these guys, but. Daniel Jones at 19. Then I have Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Sam Darnold, Tua Tagovailoa at 23. And Ryan Fitzpatrick. And 
I don't know. Because are you, these are guys that you're not looking to take. These are guys I'd consider being waiver wire pickups midseason or probably by week four if your quarterback's struggling and these guys are having a decent year. Uh, but one guy I wanted to highlight here is Justin Fields for the sole reason that I am very high on Justin Fields as not only a player in the league, but as a fantasy football player. He's not projected to start the year as a starter. That's going to go to Andy Dalton. And the question is, when will he see playing time? Will it be this year? There's a good chance it's not. But there's also good chances by week two. So if I'm in a keeper league, I love Justin Fields. If I'm in a normal league, maybe not so much, but he could come in and start early on in the season and have uh, Justin Herbert or just Jalen Hurts kind of year where he's a starter from the point he's on the field. And these guys, like I said, they're going to get drafted in the last two rounds. There's no way about it. I've done the thing where I've taken Sam Darnold because I'm a Jets fan in the 15th round just for, you know, the memes, I guess. Justin Fields... The the more I have to focus on the league, the less I'm going to do that. But I'm looking at Justin Fields as probably the potential guy that could have the Justin Herbert type year. He's not going to get drafted. You're going to have to really be bad at the start of the year and pick him up on the waiver wire. But that's how this is the one guy out of this category I think could really have his moment this season. But that's the end of where I ranked my players. Uh, there's two other categories I put here. Category seven is basically my stay away guys. It's the, it's the bottom, it's after 30. So you got like Cam Newton, Taylor Heineke, Tyrod Taylor, Jared Goff, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston. Those are guys, you know, don't even worry about, don't even put them in your mind. I don't even know why I rattled off the names because now they're stuck in my head. But you're not drafting those guys. Get them off the boards if you had them. Lions fans don't go with Jared Goff. Saints fans don't go with Jameis Winston. But I will talk about Category 6, which I've cleverly named the 2015 to 2017 Ryan Tannehill category. Because think about what Ryan Tannehill did when he was in Miami. He was, you know, a guy that struggled most, most games, but that one matchup, that one time you needed him when your quarterback had a bad matchup, when your quarterback was on a bye, when your quarterback got hurt for a week, you went and picked up Ryan Tannehill because he had a great matchup and he ended up scoring you 25 points. So I think these are guys that you're not even looking to draft either. They're going to come in for a game or two, really show off. I have Ben Roethlisberger. This is in no particular order, by the way. Ben Roethlisberger, Kirk Cousins. Taysom Hill actually is a interesting one, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Zach Wilson and Trey Lance, same thing. I don't think you necessarily have to draft and stash them, but I think if you need them for a week, they might be good. So that's going to be the end of my rankings. Let's just go and review to the final rankings one more time. One through four, I have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, 5 through 11's category 2, starting off with Lamar, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Matt Stafford, Justin Herbert, Carson Wentz, Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield. 
Then the worth the risk category, I have Aaron Rodgers at 12, Jalen Hurts at 13, and Deshaun Watson at 14. Category 4, I have starting at 15, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, and Derek Carr. And then my draft and stash category at 19, Daniel Jones, 20, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields at 21, Sam Darnold, Tua Tagovailoa, and Ryan Fitzpatrick to round out the field at 24. But anyway, that's going to do it for me. I'm Michael Fumafredo once again at Coast to Coast Sports. You're listening to Fantasyland, the only fantasy football podcast where we talk about all the things the experts won't. Next week, stay tuned. We're going to talk about running backs categories. It'll probably be a two-part episode just so it's not long and drawn out. But we'll also play a fun game called Bell Cow or Not. So what does that mean? I guess you'll just have to find out next week on Fantasyland.